My name is Bill Crockett, and this is Touch of the Master's Hand. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Friday, everybody. This is Bill Crockett, and you're listening to Touch of the Master's Hand. We're in episode 15, the final episode of our series, How to Live for God in an Ungodly World. As we close out our series, I wanted to sum it all up by sharing three simple truths that tell us how we can live for God in a world that seems to be pushing him out. All of these are found in the book of 1 John, and we've actually discussed them in detail in this series. So let's go through these three very simple truths that you can keep in mind to help us as we seek every day to live for God in this world in which we find ourselves. Principle number one, live each day in fellowship with God. First John chapter one, verses one through four says this, we proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. The one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have actually seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. John mentions here that we can have the same fellowship with God through Jesus that the disciples did. But what does he mean when he says we are to live in fellowship with God? I believe John mentions three things in the following verses that help describe for us what it means to live each day in fellowship with God. So let me share these with you. Number one, To live in fellowship with God means we lean on God's grace and forgiveness. In 1 John chapter 1, beginning in verse 7 and going down through chapter 2 and verse 2, John says this, But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Then he says down in chapter two, my dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. To live in fellowship with God simply means that every day of our life, we lean on God's grace and God's forgiveness as we seek to live for God, because we're going to make mistakes. We're going to sin. We're going to mess up. We're going to blow it. But God loves us, and he wants to have fellowship with us. So he makes a way for us to maintain that relationship, and that's through his grace and forgiveness. So what does it mean to live in fellowship with God? It means, first, that we lean on God's grace and forgiveness. Number two, it means that we learn 
and we live by the principles of the Bible. 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That's how we know we are living in him. So to live in fellowship with God doesn't mean that we live perfectly. It just means that we're doing everything we can to learn the Bible and live by its principles. So living in fellowship means we lean on God's grace and forgiveness. We learn and we live by the principles of the Bible. And number three, we look to Jesus as the example of how it's done. First John chapter 2 and verse 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. It's pretty simple. Throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we are taught about the life of Christ. And whenever we come to a situation where we're wondering what we should do, we just simply need to ask ourselves, well, how would Jesus handle this? And look to the scripture to teach us what Jesus did in those situations. So what does it mean to live for God? Well, it means, first of all, we live each day in fellowship with God. But number two, it means we love God supremely and we love others as ourselves. First John chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment for you. Rather, it's an old one you've heard from the very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before, yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment, and you also are living it. For the darkness is disappearing, and the true light is already shining. We're to love God supremely and love others as ourselves. Jesus told the Pharisees the greatest commandment in the law was to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second was just as important, to love others as ourselves. And Jesus said that all the rest of the law is wrapped up in these two basic truths. So how do we live for God? Well, first of all, we learn to live every day in fellowship with God. Number two, we love God supremely, and we learn how to love others as ourselves. And finally, we've got to look out for the distractions of this world. We learned in our series that Satan is the God of this world, and he's propagating a godless philosophy to try and distract and pull people away from God. John talks about it in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, where he says, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So what are these distractions that John mentions in these verses? Well, they're pretty simple, and they're named very clearly. This is what the world is going to offer you. Number one, a craving for physical pleasure, sensual and fleshly lusts. Number two, a craving for everything we see, 
envy, and greed. And finally, number three, the world offers the distraction of pride in our achievements and our possessions that drive to win at any cost, no matter what we have to do. What John is saying here is when we fall in love with these things, we are falling in love with the world. And John says, if that happens, the love of the Father is not in us. In closing, we can live for God in an ungodly world. But in order to do that, we've got to live every day in a relationship, fellowship with God, leaning on God's grace and forgiveness, learning and living by the principles of the Bible, and looking to Jesus as our example of how it's to be done. Then we've got to learn to love God supremely and love others as ourselves. And finally, make sure we look out for the distractions of this world, the craving for physical pleasure, the craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. Don't fall in love with these things to the point to where God is not even a consideration in our life. I hope that this series has been a help and an encouragement and a blessing to you. And let's continue to pray for each other as we seek to live for God in an ungodly world. Father, thank you for allowing us this time. Help us to live in fellowship with you, to love you and others. And Lord, give us the wisdom to look out for the distractions of the world and never to fall in love with those things that are temporary. Father, give us a great weekend and a wonderful week next week. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, thank you for joining us on Touch of the Master's Hand. I hope you've enjoyed our series, Living for God in an Ungodly World. Please join us on Monday when we'll start a new set of lessons, and uh, hopefully they'll be a blessing to you as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.